This is Snake. Can you hear me? Good. The mission is simple. Put your geek pants on and infiltrate Foxhound. If you need backup, contact Ken and Chris on their codec frequency. Ready? Snake out. Actually, just, it's funny, I just read an article just now, like, I didn't read it, but I saw the, the title. Yep. The title is apparently Disney is doing an overhaul of the entire Fox X-Men stuff, except for Deadpool. Yes, they are. Deadpool's the only one. Deadpool's staying. Like, even if, like, obviously they weren't going to recast him, but they're not going to do anything different, which is smart. Why do anything different when it's perfect? Well, it's like we, we discussed. Making shit tons of money. Like, <laughs> I don't. That's, money that's talks. The only thing that I'm actually kind of worried about is because, uh, like, I know that Deadpool two had an increased budget from Deadpool yeah. one, but it's not a huge leap. No, and that was one of the things that uh, that was one of the reasons why Reynolds and what's the original director had a falling out because he wanted a bigger budget, and Reynolds was like, "Nope, let's keep that relatively small because." That was one of the most profitable movies in a very long time. Well, they shot Deadpool for almost nothing for a superhero movie. I think they it was like forty mil or something. Fifty, fifty million. It's yeah. fifty million. And then it made like seven hundred fifty million. Yeah, exactly. I mean, how many like uh, that's <laughs> that's like twelve times. That's like fourteen times. Yeah. Or thirteen. Thirteen times. That's thirteen times. The amount that it cost. <laughs> like, I don't know. And I think Deadpool 2 was like 80 mil or something. Yeah. Which makes sense because they had Juggernaut and the entire X-Force in there. And so Juggernaut like, looked amazing. Yeah. And Cyclo- or, uh, Colossus looked awesome and that fight looked awesome. And even the uh, the, scene, the the luck scene where she's like driving the bus and all that, that, was that cool. whole thing. And they're literally talking that about how sequence. being lucky is uncinematic yeah. and it's the most cinematic scene in the whole movie. Like, yeah, I think it was 85 mil, and even then it also made, like, ridiculous. I think it made, like, about 13 times its budget yeah. back, which is insane. Absolutely insane, especially for a superhero movie. Oh, yeah. Together, the two made, like, 1.5 bill. Oh! Hey, guys. It looked like you stumbled across a uh, Geek Pants campcast, Medes Reyes. Yes. That means in the middle of something. Does it? Are you just... Are you sure of that? It's Latin for in the middle of action. You speak Latin? You don't? Can you do exorcisms? So anyway, this is, oh. once again, the Geek Pants Camcast. Yes. Uh, this is now officially phase four. Suck it, Marvel! We got there first! Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the phase four of what, you may ask? Monster March! That is correct. I love your enthusiasm. Thank you. Oh, by the way, I'm Chris Mercier. This is Kenneth Levitsky. Thank you. And I did mention Mm -hmm. that this was the Geek Pants Campcast, but I want to say it again because this is the Geek Pants Campcast! Thanks again. This episode, we're talking about one of the best monster movies I've seen in in recent memory. Yeah, this is last year. This is last year. And it is, I think... Just outside of my top ten, it's like my twelfth favorite of last it's, year. It's yeah, it's not which my top is huge 10. considering I watched like one hundred twelve movies last year. Yeah, it's so. not my top ten, but it is one of those. It's one of those where if I come across it mm-hmm. and it's on, I will watch it and I will finish it. Uh, I don't know how often I'll go out of my way to watch it. Yeah, but I know what I'm getting into when I do it, uh, and the movie is I 
Kill Giants. Also, that is one of the most badass titles. It's a great title. I actually watched that like half a like what, fifteen second trailer that they show on Netflix when you hovering over. Oh it. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Just based on the, I was like, I kill giants. Yep, let's see this, and then I was like, click, we're watching it. Yeah. Because it's all about killing it, giants. It's so cool. Like, I wanted to read that comic forever. So did I. Like Joe Casey, uh, I forget the name of the artist, but. The comic sounded cool. The art was really awesome. Always wanted to read it. Never got to read it. And then I found out a movie was coming out and Joe Casey was writing the screenplay. Oh, I'm uh, I'm actually after the fact. I didn't realize that this was a comic until I wikipedia it after. Oh, really? And then I was like, oh my god, I gotta oh, watch yeah. this. Yeah. No, I knew it was a comic for the longest time. I just never got a chance to it read just, it. It was one of those, like I said, I, I saw I Killed Giants, hovered over it. I said, okay, alright. Watched it. Fucking loved it. Yeah. I still love it. Yeah, I was actually a little worried that this one wouldn't hold up as well. I thought we were going to get into one of those uh, uh, James Bond things where Casino Royale was really good, like the host, and then uh, Quantum Solace or Cloverfield, not as good. <clears throat> and then we hit Bank with Skyfall, which would be our last episode. Troll Hunter. That's right. And then this would be like Spectre, which is still better than Cloverfield, but not... <laughs> not as good as the rest. And it isn't. It isn't as good as the rest of them. But um, actually, one of the things, and I, I realized this when I uh, rewatched it, was I forgot how little men are in this movie. Yeah, there's not a lot. There's her brother and her brother's friends very quickly at the beginning. Then after that, it's almost entirely women. Yep. The older sister, who's essentially the caretaker, uh, Barbara Thorson, which is an awesome name, by the way. Yeah, oh yeah, I love it. I was like, that's bitchin'. She's the main star. Her friend Sophie, Mm -hmm. the uh, foreign exchange student. Plus, even in the school shots, you almost see no boys or anything, which I was really surprised by. And I was kind of like, it was refreshing, actually. I was kind of like, oh yeah, wow, that's really cool. Like, even the bullies and stuff, all girls, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, just, I know because uh, I mean, I kill giants. You would assume that would be an all boy cast. Not even that. You're going off like '80s. If this was an '80s movie, it would be all boys. Oh yeah, all boys. It would be. Uh, it would almost be like all boys, but you had the one nerdy chick. Yeah, yeah. Like every John Hughes movie, you know, mm-hmm. unless it was like led by a female. Yeah. But even then, like uh, Pretty in Pink, you know, Molly Ringwald's the star. I think she's the only female in the whole fucking school. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I saw some of them in the party. But that's about it. That was it. (laughs) Pretty intense. Is that the one where uh, John Cryer's her best friend? I believe I want to say yes. I want to say yes. I'm going to say yes. Even if I'm wrong. I haven't watched that movie like 20 years. Even if I'm wrong, I'm saying yes. I'm pretty sure that's it, though. I'm pretty sure you got it. (laughs) Oh! Uh... But yeah, so that was just one of those things where I was really refreshed by. But the other thing that really surprised me, and this is even before I get to the actual meat and potatoes of the story, mm. um, Zoe Sol- so Saldana was very quietly in this movie. Yeah. You know? Very, like, I think she shot this between, like, Guardians 2 and Avatar. Like, like I think I'm going to go shoot a movie without body paint for a while. I always forget <laughs> that Avatar's still a thing for you. Mm-hmm. Well, she's, she's shooting four in a row. She's busy. <laughs> no, I meant for you. Oh, for me. <laughs> You're one of the few guys I know that is like actively like, oh, man, I can't wait for this movie to come out. 
Because I, I enjoy the fuck out of it. I hope for your sake, though, that you're happy in this movie. I will be. Like, I feel for you the way like the way you feel for me, where I haven't yet got that perfect Superman movie. Okay. You know what I mean? I'm going to say that I will be happy with it, just because, to me, I've never seen a bad James Cameron movie. Because I've never watched Piranha 2. So, therefore, I've never seen a bad James Cameron movie. I've actually... I've seen Piranha 2. So you, you've seen a bad James Cameron A new movie. batch? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've seen... Is it, I think it's a new batch? No, that's Gremlins. That's Gremlins 2. Gremlins 2 is a new batch, but they... Piranha uh, 2 had something similar, if I remember correctly. A new Spawn? That's what I was, I was thinking. Is I think it a something new Spawn? spawn. I you think know what? The dead, it's been no. so long since we've done this on camera, but we Piranha did this 2. last video, so... I think I, it's something Spawn, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, I watched the original Piranha... Which is actually not bad. Yeah. Um, as far as like the spawning. <laughs> <laughs> the spawning. Oh my god! When you have an updated uh, cover, it actually will say from the director of Avatar and Titanic. Oh. Titanic is not first, by the way. I am not kidding. <laughs> for the director of Avatar and Titanic. Why Titanic? <laughs> Why not go Aliens or Terminator? Something a little more violent. <laughs> because those are his two biggest hits. Yeah. Those yeah. are his two biggest hits. It's hilarious that From it's... the guy that made the two biggest movies in history comes this piece of garbage. <laughs> this horrible pile of shit. So yeah, I've never seen that, so I've never... To me, I don't know... I have the distinction of seeing like one bad James Cameron movie. Have you seen any since Piranha 2 The Spawning? I know you're not huge on Avatar. So, outside of I'm not even, but, okay, but here's the thing. I, it's not a bad movie. Okay. It's not even, like, it's so bad it's good. Like, it's not even in that territory. It's just, if you took away all the technological achievements of that movie, I don't think it would have been held up as high regard. Okay. Simple no, that's that. fair. That's fair. Okay. But I'm not knocking those special effects, because, like, when you watch a fully... 3D HD movie because of James Cameron, you appreciate it more than when it's slapped on in post. Yeah. You know, every single time you see it in post, you're always just like, it's good, but it didn't need to be there. You know, like I remember uh, Avengers 2, I remember distinctly being like that whole opening sequence where it didn't have to have any of the 3D. You know what I mean? And yeah. it still looked amazing the way they did it. Like, coming in and around everybody. Oh, before I forget, that's an amazing shirt. Oh, thank you very that much. Super awesome. Yeah. Yep, it sure is. I wish I had it for a Venom episode. But, but yeah. Um, but now I'm just trying to think, like, as far as James Cameron movies, because... Yeah, no, because I even... The I... Terminator. Yeah, loved it. I, Aliens. Loved it. The Abyss. Loved it. Terminator 2. Loved it. True Lies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I always forget that that's yeah. James Cameron, but that's yeah. that's also one of my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, yeah. too. Well, True Lies, you know? Titanic, Avatar. Titanic. He wrote a few in between there, too. Titanic is one where, again, the technological advances outweigh the movie for me. Like, the story itself isn't the greatest. It's a romance. And it's pretty by the numbers, too. Yeah. You know, the only thing that really bugs me is they make it so that it's uh, faux based on true events. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, 
And then, like I said, I vote Avatar. So his last two are the ones that I like the least, but at the same time... But I'm they're not, not bad, right? But they're not bad movies at all. So, I mean, I, I think, like, whether people are going to take in Avatar 2 to 5... Yeah. And they're going to happen, because Disney's huge on Avatar. They built a freaking yep. amusement park for Avatar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so. Although, I love that you mentioned The Abyss. The Abyss is one of my favorite movies, period. Because it's so great. It's a great take on... Uh, actually, you know what? I know you want to kind of get into it. Because I feel like that's something we should get into. I, I will say that... Uh, you know I always wanted to be a filmmaker. Hasn't happened. Don't know if it ever will. But I'm going to do this for you, pal. I'm going to do this for you. But... Um, like, I have a list of favorite movies of all time. And it may be funny that these two don't really fall into that list. But The Abyss and Spielberg's Close Encounters of the Third Kind two movies that made me want to make a film the most. I can definitely see that. But here's the other reason why I love The Abyss. Because uh, behind the scenes, this is one of the first times that I've heard of a director being a fucking asshole. And that like 90% of the cast is like, fuck him. He's a horrible piece of shit. We were doing things that we didn't have to do. Because he's a fucking prick and he gives no shits. And he... On the flip side, is so unapologetic. He's like, "Yeah, no, they're right." Yeah, but look at the movie. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> him though. That's <laughs> you know, you're, you're like, signing up for a James Cameron movie. You're getting that. But that's but that's the thing is like because he has so much passion for what he's doing. But the abyss, I think it's one of those where because that's like what's one of his earlier movies. So it wasn't until this movie that he had the reputation. Where now, after the fact, it's like okay, but. You knew what you were getting into. So I think yeah. that's why, like, um, Ed Harris, who is one of those underrated actors. Oh, 100%. And he's, like, he's one of my favorites just because everything I've seen of him has been really good, you know. But, like, even for him to be, like, literally, like, fuck him. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and he's, uh, I can't remember the female co-star, but she was another one, too, where she's just, like. Yeah, uh... like, yeah, but they're both, like, they're filming in water scenes all day, and he's just like... Oh, yeah, you'd be soaked. You just... can't fucking turn the heat on, the water's gonna be freezing, like, I will never work with him again, you know? Yeah. But anyway, so, uh, so yeah, okay. Uh, what were we talking about? We got there from Zoe Saldana. Right, yes, 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 yes. yes. So, very quietly <laughs> in this movie, I, like, I actually perked up because up until... I saw her. There's nobody really of any name recognition. Well, Imogen Poots is in it. She's not in it a lot. I don't know who that is. I know, oh, like... the sister, Karen. Yeah. No, I know, but I mean, like, in terms of what she's done, because... Oh, she's been in a lot of movies. Even in, like, Wikipedia, they're like... Like, one of the first things, it's like, Imogen Poots, and I was like, that's a weird name. It is a weird name. What has she, she done? It, it's kind of like, you laugh at it, but... She was in the Fright, Fright Night remake, which I really oh! enjoyed. Oh! Really enjoyed. Yeah! Yeah! Friday Night Remake was awesome. Awesome movie. Awesome. Awesome. Cheap. That's one of the best like Colin Farrell movies ever. Yeah. He's so good in that movie. And also, David Tennant. Oh, yeah. yeah we got David, David Tennant. David Tennant was amazing in that. Everybody in that movie was great. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Anton Yelchin. Oh, yeah. No, he's in that. And then she did another movie with him uh, last year or two years ago now, Green Room. No, I was going to say, like, I, I when you said Fright Night, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. And yeah. I forgot how much I loved that movie. Yeah. I loved the original, too. Yeah. That's how, like, vampires I'm, like, a sucker for, unless it's Twilight vampires. But, uh, or, I don't know, are they vampires? I think I've established before I don't think they are. Yeah. I, I but anyway, um, 
Okay, so yeah, yeah. She's, she's in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Just like you probably, she's not a big name actress yet, but I think she has what it takes. Yeah, the green room I haven't seen yet, which I want to. Oh man, oh Patrick Stewart's so awesome in that. He's Captain Picard, baby. He's a captain. Bad, he's a bad guy in it. Fucking Picard. He yeah. was a bad guy in conspiracy theory. That's right, he was. And he was a bad guy. Yeah. He wasn't like shades of gray. He was black bad guy. You hate him. You know how hard it was for me to hate Captain Picard in that movie? It was hard. Until he made it really easy. <laughs> <laughs> he did a really good job of making me hate him real quick. Uh, so yeah, we got Madison Wolf as Barbara Thorson, <clears throat> Zoe Imogen, Sydney Wade as Sophia. Now, the young cast in here is incredible. I haven't seen these kids in anything else before, and they are so damn good. They completely owned this movie. Yeah. Owned it. Um, like... I looked at it like because uh, Barb or yeah Thorson Barbara Thorson uh, yeah. I'm sorry who was the actress Madison Wolf so Madison Wolf is so good in this movie she's amazing she commands your attention in every single scene yep that for even uh, Sydney Wade mm -hmm. to be able to actually stand side by side with her and actually also command part of that spotlight is impressive. Yeah. Incredibly impressive. Like, and, and I'll say uh, Zoe for another thing too, like she's never really been talked about as being a great actress. And partly because all she's really done are like action movies. Okay. She's been kind of typecast into that now. Right. Yeah. I don't necessarily think it's more of a typecast. I think it's more or less she's picking these roles. They're coming to her and she's, She's not saying no. Yeah. She's not saying, hey, I kind of want to do more acting stuff. But here, she could have been, she could have, like, tried to steal the spotlight. But for she some reason, she does. just kind of went, this is what I'm going to do, no. and this is how I'm going to handle it. And she's great in it, too. Like, like I went from, oh, Zoe Saldana, to right back into the movie being like, I want to see how this plays out. Mm -hmm. And I was never distracted by her casting. Yeah. Right. And that's okay. So that's one of the things that I keep saying with the uh, with Suicide Squad with Will Smith. I was distracted by his casting, and even though that was probably one of the best roles I've seen him in, in my opinion, I was still distracted by him mm -hmm. because he's Will Smith in every one of his movies. Yeah. You know, it's why I can see some people would say I can't watch Tom Cruise movies because I feel like I'm just watching Tom Cruise. I can see that as being a distraction, even though I don't. <laughs> but I can does. see. She hates him. I know she does. It's is that, not is that one of the reasons why she can't see him as anything but Tom Cruise? Yeah, because she hates him okay. for his Scientology beliefs, which are fine if that's what you believe in. Because you never know where they are. They might shut us down. Hey, you know what? It's the same as who you love. You want to believe in something really kooky and weird. As long as it it's doesn't life. affect it's your me life. in the slightest. Yeah, as long as it doesn't know? affect me. Yeah. You know, Until I find out that Tom Cruise actually killed people. That is different. That is that'll, different. that'll change how I feel about him. As Turns a, out he was a huge method actor. All those people died in Mission Impossible. <laughs> yeah, every single one. Why you haven't seen Emilio since number one? <laughs> he really got an elevator shaft in the head. Actually, he's actually he just came out with a movie that he he, he, wrote, he directs now. Or he, he writes directs, and directs. Yeah, yeah I don't think he really he's stars actually just much. recently starred and directed in a movie that actually looked pretty good. Oh yeah. But I can't tell you what it is because I don't remember the fucking title. So let's move on. Emilio. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so uh, Madison Wolf is so good. Now, 
I was excited to see this, but I was kind of skeptical going into it because it came out right after um, A Monster Calls. Yeah. And the story's very similar. Yeah, actually. Very similar. I uh, So Monster Calls shows up on my Netflix feed recently, right? Mm-hmm. I never really checked it out just because I was kind of like, I don't know. I It looked to me very much like this, right? I didn't realize that this was like the... Uh, volcano Dante's Peak scenario. Really? Where they both kind of came out in and around the same time. So yeah. it was just, basically it was like whatever you watched first, you know, or like Matrix and Dark City. Mm-hmm. Whatever you watched first was going to influence how you felt about the second movie, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's only taken me years where I can go, no, Matrix is a better movie than Dark City, right? <clears throat> Though Dark City is still fucking incredible. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's yeah. just Matrix is that done infinitely better mm-hmm. that's all so i i actually haven't checked out a monster calls really good movie really yeah good. i mean it's it's made by a great director right before we did this Life. i was at home and i was like kind of counting the minutes right yeah and then of course there's an article where it's like this is a i kill giants is a giant waste of time because he had already watched a, a monster calls and i was like oh good thing i didn't see that not a giant waste of time at all. No, but then again, this is like the Golden I mean, Mail. So I it killed, was a pretentious... Yeah, I feel Giants is based on a comic from years ago. A Monster Calls is based on a book from years ago. It just so happens they both were shot at the same time. Yep. With you know what? I watched The Monster Call first, and then I watched I Kill Giants. I Kill Giants is a better movie. Okay. All right. I loved I Kill Giants. Okay. Um, maybe because I just I clicked more with these characters for some reason. Okay. And also, the whole idea of slaying giants is really fucking cool. <laughs> Not only is it fucking cool. Yeah. Okay, like, we've established, like, with Troll Hunter, having, like, a lone guy or girl taking down these giant beasts is badass. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely badass. But having a young girl being the one to take down these giants and literally just literally going like I'm the sole protector of this realm yeah. against giants without even like up until you know obviously the way the story goes never second guessing herself mm-hmm. ever even though this is insane like it's insane like even Sophie is kind of like okay this is crazy this yeah. is so crazy. I want to believe you but this is really like you're really like you believe it so much that I almost want to believe the it viewer, for your sake even the viewers are like the whole time I was like I want to believe her, but maybe this is all in her mind. And you question that so much throughout the film. I, no, actually, I never did. Really? I never did, because right at the beginning, they show that shot where she's walking away, and something touches the blood spot. They did. But, yeah. But again, you're left kind of like, maybe she's seen that in her mind as, oh, this is happening behind me. I but I didn't interpret it as, as that. And, and again, because <clears throat> I haven't read the comic, I didn't know how it was going to play out. No, and I didn't read the comic, so I didn't know that either. But I never interpreted it as that. Yeah. Um, but I did really like that they were really trying to hammer it like this is horseshit, right? Yeah. But But then when she missed the Titan on the beach and Sophia is seeing it, then I was like, okay, this is so damn good. Yeah. I'm oh, so fucking yeah. happy she wasn't imagining it and this shit's happening. I'm, uh, what I was glad for was that someone else saw it. Yes. And believed her. That's what I liked. That's so like, cause like I said, for me, I never questioned it because of that scene. Uh, and I was happy. Like I was refreshed that they did it right away where it was something, maybe not necessarily a giant or the giants that we end up seeing, 
but just enough for me to go, okay, so this is actually happening. It's actually happening, and this is just kind of... This is why she doesn't really talk to people, because she's weird. She has to be weird. She's very... Yeah, she's very odd. You can't be normal and kill giants. Or even, like, set up giant traps and set up all these things throughout her school that if any one of these things are not the way she left it, then she knows something's up. Yeah. Right? Um, But even, like, uh, just the lore that we quickly establish, like, with Troll Hunter... Very similar with I Kill Giants. Like, I was watching I Kill Giants, and I was like, oh, wow, that's really cool. Because you had, like, uh, you had, well, you had the Titan. Mm-hmm. The one that all other giants came from, which I was like, that's awesome. I thought that yeah. was great. But then you had the other ones. Uh, I wish I remembered the classes, but just having the levels, and even just having the, um, oh, not the ghosts, but what the hell were they called? Well, those shadow th- You know what? The ones that, like... Like, are basically saying, like, hey, man, you're fucked because a giant's around. Yeah. And it's and they're, like, constantly, like... Uh, I liked that if you were watching the movie thinking the whole time, this may or may not be true, when you get to the, uh, whatever the hell they're called... Do you have it written down? I don't think I do. No, you don't. No, I don't. Tisk, tisk, tisk for a guy that wrote notes. I don't see... That's, that's a shame. But I can't remember the name, so I can't try right. too badly. Uh, but anyway, so it, you know, it was almost like you could play that off as this is her self-doubt creeping in and saying, no, uh, they don't believe you, this isn't real, you're too weak, you're never going to fight this, these giants are going to kill you. Like mm-hmm. It could be really played off as self-esteem, <clears throat> and then just that voice of doubt that everybody has in their head at least once yeah. in a while, you know? Which I, I thought that was a really nice touch, even though I was going into it like, this is real, this is happening. I just was like, that's really cool. I, you could take it that way, too. Mm-hmm. You know? I love the uh, the shadows in the house that, have, that kept her from going upstairs and everything. That part and the voice. Very eerie. That part and the voice really took me, like, it really had a Babadook feel. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm a sucker for Babadook. But that part I thought was really, really cool. And what I liked about that was they gave you just enough. Then they left it for a while. They just established that she doesn't go upstairs. And I immediately took it like... Uh, because they, they talk about her mom in passing. And they mention uh, the Kovaleski. Mm-hmm. And even the, when they have the tape playing of her watching the baseball game of Kovaleski with her mom. Yep. I immediately interpreted that as her mom's dead. Her mom's room is upstairs. And it could very well be her mom speaking to her from the grave mm-hmm. because we've established the giants are here so why not yeah but they did it in such a way that i was like oh that's that's just the perfect amount of creepy and almost scary that you're like okay but i love how they immediately left it for a while to hit it later on and make it more impactful yeah <clears throat> and that's probably one of my favorite things about this movie was you had the uh I don't want to say big spectacle because this felt like an indie action flick, so to speak. It does, like it's um, like Sim Troll Hunter, right? Very like much it, like Troll Hunter in the sense that yeah, visually amazing, but at the same time it has that small budget indie feel to it. Uh, and a grounded scale to it, exactly. You know, yeah. But at the same time, <clears throat> you had this underlying emotional story where just a beautiful story. Even if you took out like. Even if we establish that all of this stuff is in her mind and 
none of it's real. It's all in her mind. It's still about a, a, a girl dealing with the grief and anguish of her mother who is passing away, you know? Who's on the brink of death and she can't face that, which is so powerful. <clears throat> and I watch that when I'm, you know, and I'm still dealing with it, but nowhere near as bad as I was. But I was watching it when I'm still, like, almost neck deep in, like, the grief of my grandmother and of uh, Steve, you know? Uh, they both have passed away, so and it hit me hella hard. So I'm watching. Yeah, because it was back to back too. That didn't help. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm watching this movie, going, "Yeah, I know what that's like to not want to face that." You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, like, in fact, what struck a chord with me was like years before my grandmother passed away, she was in the hospital, and it looked like she was not coming out, and I didn't go to see her because I didn't want to face that. You know, I didn't want to see my grandmother in the hospital, possibly dying week like I'd never seen her before so then when she went in this time I was like well, I'm definitely going to see her yeah cause, well, you know yeah. <clears throat> I mean it's hard it's it hard is, to face it is absolutely like, you know hard how, to face you know how hard I was or close I was to my nanny yep I went to see her once in the hospital once but That's you it. still went to she see her she was in there for months but you still my, went to see my her my papa finally coaxed me into going to see her but you know what? When I saw her, it just—it wasn't the woman that my nanny always was to me, yep. and it, it killed me. And that's like—that's always going to be my final thought in my head of what she looked like. Oh, I'm—I'm I'm in the same boat. Um, but I am—I <clears throat> know it sounds weird to say, but I'm glad that I did go see her, even yeah. though it's the, still it's a closure. The shape right? that I saw her in was nowhere at all what you would have wanted to see her in. But it is it is a closure thing. She knew I was there that day too. Exactly. So exactly. I think it meant a lot to her too. Exactly. And I mean, so so that part really struck home for me. Yeah. Um, and it struck home again hmm. when I was watching this because you still don't ever want to deal with losing the people mm -hmm. that you love. <clears throat> you don't ever really want to deal with it, but you deal with it because you can't. You can't grow if you don't deal with it. And that's one of the things... Another thing that I like about this movie is... At the end of this... And I don't want to touch upon it... The ending too much just right now. But at the end of it, you see the growth. Because she faced it. Right? Yeah. So... Uh, but yeah, like... A powerhouse actress, though. I swear. Like, for her to... She is so good. I hope she ends up in more stuff. I want to see her... Like, I think she has classic power. Like, Chloe Grace Moretz, who's been yes. acting since she was this big, and now she's in her 20s, and yeah. she's such a great actress exactly. now. Exactly. I think exactly. this Madison Wolf has the same potential. I agree. I agree completely. And in fact, it's it's funny that you mentioned uh, Chloe Grace Moretz, because I had the same feeling. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, this feels very much like watching her in Kick-Ass. Yep. And then just owning that movie, which I was glad for because I read the comic book. So, yeah, sure, the focal point was uh, Kick-Ass, but Hit-Girl owned that comic book, owned that movie, and then in the sequel, same thing. Mm -hmm. Owned it, but I felt grew more than uh, Kick-Ass did. Oh, 100%, 100%. <clears throat> you know, and while I know we'll never see a Kick-Ass three, which would be tough to do because that was such a brutal fucking book that one. Yeah. But if they would have done 
I, I almost wish that they would have done like the Hit Girl storyline that they did in Kick Ass Two as its own movie because like she had her own spin off thing that Ramita and Millar did. Yeah. In between Kick Ass Two and Three. Yeah. Yeah. Which was where they took a lot of that from. Mm. Which, okay, fine. It was just part of it too was just a Kick Ass's character is a douchebag. <laughs> Towards the end of the series, he's just a douche. Yeah. Yes, he's a hero, and ultimately they they end it on a quasi realistic note. But he's turning into a douche by the end of that series, and I'm like, Ugh. but anyway, don't want to get too much on a tangent. But yeah, yeah I yeah. definitely feel like she's she has the potential for huge things. Oh god, yeah, huge things. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> especially like just based on this alone. She is so good. Mm-hmm. She is better than a lot of people her age. And a lot of people older than her. Right, and this is the first, as far as I know, first movie she's been in. Because <clears throat> I don't recognize her from anything else. Nope. Maybe she's in a TV show or something. I think that's pretty much where she's done most of her stuff. But to hit it home like that in her first movie. Oh, yeah. And even the director, Andrews Walter, he, this is the first time movie for him. Exactly. That's huge, too. We, I've, I've said this a bunch of times in our previous camcasts, but like uh, the level of confidence yeah. that this director had for this movie. You know, I'm sure like uh, working with Joe Casey had a lot to do with that. Yeah. Because I can almost kind of picture it being like uh, the director going, like, I see this, and I see this, and he's going, like, yeah, yeah, so do I, let's do that. You know, like you've got somebody else feeding on that energy. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And uh, was, this was a Netflix movie, though, right? No. Oh, it wasn't? No. It well, wasn't. I thought this was for some reason. No, I got the blue right here. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. so no, it was a Netflix film. It, it popped up on Netflix quite quick. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah, but it was also from the producers of Harry Potter. So, it was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always love that when they say stuff like that. From the producers of is that it, movie. Is it like... producers or? No, it is. From the producers. I, I love it when it's from a producer of Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, from one of the guys <laughs> who may or may not have helped fund this Out of movie. the seven producers from Harry Potter, the seventh guy who had the least amount to do with Harry Potter, he produced this one, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> uh, yeah. funny. But it's like, uh, was, uh, Batman v Superman. From the producer of the Batman trilogy that everyone thought was amazing. Yeah. Directed by that guy that did 300 that everyone thought was amazing. Did he do... What else did he do? No, no, no. Just 300 and The Watchmen. People yep. like The Watchmen? Yeah. The Watchmen. It wasn't that old chick movie. He didn't do that one. Yeah. I mean, he did, but nobody liked it. Zack Snyder. Nobody likes Zack him Zack Snyder. Nobody likes him now. You know, if you look at Soccer Punch as a two-hour music video, it's pretty cool. <clears throat> it's pretty cool. You know what my favorite part about Soccer Punch is when people say, but if you think of it like this, then it's a great movie. Yeah. But if you look at it like this, it's an amazing movie. I laughed when he, uh, when Snyder was saying, no, it's a, a movie about female empowerment. And I went, how is that even possible? I mean, is it a female empowerment movie through the eyes of a kid growing up playing video games? Like a boy growing up playing video games? Then in that case, sure. Mm-hmm. Then, yes, that's very much a... Uh, he should have sat there and said, this is uh, my love of heavy metal, the anthology comic book series that even I grew up reading, which I thought was crazy, because sometimes you could see boobs. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, he, if he would have used that 
as a defense for this movie, I would have respected it more. Because, like, when he was talking about his superhero stuff, and he was like, I was always a heavy metal guy. So superheroes and stuff really don't really mean shit to me. Like, if it was me, I'd have Batman in jail getting raped. You're just like, don't do Superman. <laughs> don't do Batman. <laughs> I mean, I could see you doing the Watchmen, because... Oh, whoa. Okay. That's a... But that's a little, but that's like a different take on superheroes. I can kind of see that. Um, but don't do the two big Warner Brothers DC monster hits. And they did it. And then he, not only did he do that, he did both of them in the same movie. And you're like, well, at least they didn't rape each other. Yes. Yeah. yeah. If I had my way, he, Batman would be in jail getting raped. Then why would you give him the movie? <laughs> Warner's like, ooh, that sells us. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're in. Yeah. Hey, let's get the guy that did the Blade movies, um, who normally does dark movies. Let's get him and you to do Superman, who's normally a bright and cheery beacon of hope. Can't imagine why people were like, what the fuck's going on with a Superman movie? <laughs> anyway. So, um, oh, I was saying this, uh, what I also liked was the almost alchemy type way she was coming across the traps, the preventative measures that she was using. Like, this is all, like, really dingy, grimy shit mm-hmm. in her, like, in her sanctuary, no less, <clears throat> which I loved. I loved that she had her own, like, bat cave, so to speak. Yeah. But I loved that the things that she was using was, like, blood and, like, just entrails and things like that. I even love the fact that uh, her, her sword, or her warhammer, sorry, was, like, a jawbone of a giant that it was used as a warhammer but only but she can only ever bring it out when uh when there's giants Mm -hmm. which i thought was a really nice touch but i did kind of go oh i know what's gonna happen she's gonna show it to somebody and it's not gonna be what we think it is because no giants are around and of course that happened yeah but that part i thought was kind of neat because then it starts making her sort of question it you know what I mean? Like, yeah. is this really happening? Is this really legit? Is Am I really... Maybe I am going crazy. Yeah, maybe I am the weirdo that nobody wants to hang out with because of this, you know? <clears throat> but then... Well, even... Okay, sorry. When we start to see the giants, though, when we actually start to see the giants, those were impeccably designed. Oh, yes. They were wicked cool. The, the design in to here... To borrow again, a Bostonian so accent. Cool. Wicked cool. <laughs> It's a wicked pisser. <laughs> I think we referenced Departed at one point, so I thought I'd bring it back. Show some unity between them, even yes. though we're wearing the same clothes. <clears throat> but uh, I, I loved the design. I loved that we had the uh, almost stereotypical, like, uh, well, we had the end game, the final boss, yep. the Titan, mm-hmm. which I thought was awesome. That whole sequence is amazing. But like even leading up to it, my I, I really liked the train yard fight. Yeah, that part that was, was really, really cool. cool. Like, I love the way that was done. It was expertly shot. It was gorgeous to watch, even though it was at night. Mm-hmm. And then like the electricity, like that whole thing, like I was just like, holy shit, this is awesome. This is so cool. But then the end sequence on the beach was just holy shit. And like she digs deep because she thinks that the the Titan is after her mom. And she's like, there's no fucking way 
I'm going to let that happen. And then he's just like, no, I'm here for you. You know, you got to realize that death happens, mm-hmm. you know, and the second that you don't face death, you're not facing life. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. That's so awesome. Oh, I forgot to get to when they reveal that it's her mom. You know what I mean? When they actually reveal that it's her mom's. It was her mom, right? Her mom's dying. Or was it her sister? No, it was her mom. Was her her mom. mom is dying. It is her mom. <clears throat> and that's why she didn't want to be upstairs. Yeah. That's yeah. why she didn't want to be in her room. It was the guilt. Like when she. When she was going near the stairs and that when black. she woke up in the room and she's just like. What am I doing? Why here? am I here? All right, why am what I, am I doing? And, and Sophie's just like, well, I mean. You know, you got knocked out. So we brought you here. And she's like, no, you don't understand. We can never be up here. Ever. And I was just like, oh, mom's still alive. Mom's still alive. And she does not want to face her. And I was like, okay, all right. But then when, so we have this like awesome fight scene where she's floating in the water. Like even in the water when they're having the discussion, she's yeah. like, no, I'm here for you because you've got you to gotta face death and you got to live life. And this is just kind of how this happens. And it's not good, but this is it. And I was like, man, that's such a beautiful way to put that. So that way when she does wake up, she goes to her mom and says, look, I'm sorry. Yeah. And then they have that beautiful sequence where she's essentially saying goodbye, but she's also saying, hey, like, you know, and her mom is just like, uh, it reminded me very much of uh, Guardians. Right. Where Peter and his mom. Star-Lord, or yeah, Peter, and he's like, I can't do this. I can't do this. He doesn't get that. I get to say goodbye thing. Whereas she got that. And I was like, man, that's so great. Like it works because it gives you an insight into Quill's character later Mm -hmm. on. So you're like, there's always that part of him that never got to say goodbye to his mom. So there's always that sort of, uh, I don't want to say tragicness to him, but there's that human element. So even though he's, anytime he's putting on that, you know, like Thor like stance, you're still just like, yeah, but you're the kid that couldn't say, didn't have the chance to say goodbye to his mom. So you always have that there. And, uh, at least she got to say goodbye, but also still there's, there's still fucking giants out there. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily as, uh, I don't think it's going to be as, uh, adversarial. Good word. Mm -hmm. Very good word. Cause like, you know, you, you see it like show up and she's like, ah, okay, I see you. I gotcha. You know, but knowing that now we've got a better version of her because, you know, she got to say goodbye to her mom. Tell she's in a better place. She's like best friends with Sophie. She's not neglecting her home life. She's incorporating her home life into being the protector against giants, but also just being a normal human being, a normal kid. Like I was like, man, that's awesome. If they did a sequel, I could I could definitely see it being like good, uh, especially if everyone's involved. Yeah. If they do a sequel, I would be in. If they don't, I'm happy with the way they ended it. Absolutely. But. Yeah, very much like Troll Hunter, and I was like struck with the similarities, especially when we got to the end game because it was just incredible to see the reveal, to see the giant, to see the battle. Um, and even though this one's a little bit more fantastical, it still felt really grounded and real. And I was just like, "Oh man, this is oh. just great, just great." And like I said, it was a beautiful way to end it too. It really was. Because, like, when they pick up with her after uh, summer break, mom's gone. Yeah. You know? And you're just like, ah. Oh, but she's man. also grown. Mm-hmm. She's not that quirky, weird little girl anymore. She's... No, I disagree. She's still that quirky little girl. 
but she's no longer closed off. Okay, maybe she's it's more that. open. She's yeah. more happy. She, she's not. She's even, very open. Like yeah, she's not like she's grown. Like you said, yeah. you grow. That's you exactly grow. it. Yeah. So I gotta say, after watching I Kill Giants and Troll Hunter again, I really want to see a Shadow of Colossus movie. Oh man, that would be incredible. Can you imagine Shadow Colossus made by this guy or, the, or oh, that Andre? I would be all over it. The only thing that I would say is they would absolutely still have to keep that ending. Oh god, yeah, that ending is so fucked, but so perfectly just like it that, blows your mind. Blows your mind. I won't spoil ending, Shadow Colossus, but that ending, like, okay, first of all, that game is still, hands down, one of my favorite games. Oh, yeah. Like, just like I have a huge list of favorite movies, I got a huge list of favorite games. That was one of my favorite games. Period. Okay? I remember when I first played Eco, uh, I couldn't get into it. I wasn't in the right mindset to play it. So years later, when I replayed it, I was like, oh my god. I can't believe I never needed this the time of day. Mm -hmm. You know? Uh, I think I literally played Eco to play Shadow of Colossus. But Shadow Colossus consumed me. And then when you get to that ending, and again, like uh, to reiterate, no spoilers, but wow. Holy fuck. Yeah. You know, like uh, <clears throat> the Prince of Persia remake, when they did the cel-shaded style. Yeah. yeah. They attempted a similar ending. I felt robbed when I got to that, when I got that ending. I remember just being like, Oh, fuck you. Are you fucking for real? This is so shitty. I can't believe this. But with Shadow Colossus, I was like, holy fuck. And it almost made me want to replay it again just to get that ending again. Mm -hmm. But of course, now that I got PS4, I'll just play the remastered version. Oh, God, yeah. Fuck. Titan controls. Oh, Oh man, I love that game so much. Yeah. So, uh, but I think I'm pretty much. There we are. Killed the giants. There we are. Uh, okay, so I mentioned this earlier. Yeah. Um, so a couple of trailers that I've watched recently that uh, we haven't really talked about. No. First on the list, Avengers Endgame. I did watch it. Yep. This I'm not watching anymore. After this that. is it for me. That's In it. fact, That's it now. I actually kind of wish. I didn't watch this trailer. Yeah. The uh, specifically, the scene where you see them strolling in with their I want to say quantum realm suits. It's got to be what it is. Or their time travel suits. Yeah. Although it's quantum realm suits because I uh, I remember like in uh, Ant Man and the Wasp they actually talk about the quantum realm has pockets of time travel or there's pockets where you can time travel. So obviously that's how they're going to do the time travel. They're obviously doing time travel because we've already yeah. seen uh, a couple of the shots of New York and shit like that. Yeah, we know what's happening. We've seen they've got the hand devices. I wish I would not have seen those suits, though. I really wish I didn't see those suits. The suits, I, I like seeing, but they showed one major spoiler in that shot. Oh, the fact that Tony Stark... Yeah. Walking with them. <clears throat> yeah. Now, obviously, we knew he was going to get back to Earth and be with them, but 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 for the whole beginning of that trip, normal for regular people that don't yeah. believe this shit like we do, they didn't need to see Tony Stark. The whole beginning of that trailer is showing him up in space alone, and you figure, saying his eulogy. Yeah, he is saying goodbye to everything. Yeah. He's literally saying like, "Hey, Pepper, 
guess what? This time I'm not coming home. I would have left him out of that shot. Like, they've, they've edited many shots at Marvel trailers before. I would have left him out, too. I would have fucking would've left him out. Cleared him out of that. They had Hulk in uh, Avengers Infinity War when it wasn't Hulk. It was Hulk, uh, Banner in the Hulkbuster suit. Yeah. They purposely made you think Hulk was going to be there. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I agree. I agree they should not have put him in there. Because then you could have been thinking, oh, they're going to get Tony. Yep. Yep. Or they're, whatever they're doing is going to get everything back, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I loved the initial parts of that trailer was in black and white with the bits of color. What do you think the uh, red specifies, if anything? I honestly just thought it was kind of a cool little color thing. I you didn't think really that's think all of it is? I mean, I mean, you could say that it's going to be uh, like a death color. What color is the time zone or time stone? Oh, is it red? Is it? I, I don't know. I'm thinking maybe it I'm is. I'm asking you, is it? Because I was thinking you like... You said it like... Colors the time stone, Chris. Come on, Chris. So then I was what like, "What color?" As soon as I said, "Is it red?" You're like, "Is it?" Because I don't fucking know. You just fucked to be on that one. Okay, I gotta look at. Okay, it. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, no, that trailer was amazing, and I'm I'm done with it now. Yeah, I can't watch anymore. Just like uh, another trailer that I just recently watched, but I uh, will talk about that in a minute. But uh, the time stone may actually be time stone's green. Yeah, that's right, because... So I don't think red... Yeah, of Gamato was the time stone. That's right. Right. Yeah. Because isn't red the ether? Yes, it is. Yeah. It is And the that's ether. the... That's not the power stone. No. Soul stone? No. No. Anyway, regardless... The ether. So I just... I actually just interpret it as a cool little design touch. Okay. It's very cool. Now, now we realize it is a cool little design that's touch. That's all it is. Or is it? <laughs> you know? Or is it is right? Uh, yeah. But uh, that was great. I loved the callbacks to all the previous guys, uh, previous movies, mm-hmm. which I thought was really cool. I always forget that Thor was the one that got fucked pretty hard in Infinity War. Oh yeah. You know, and it he wasn't until I was watching because uh, if if you look at it, so you got Thor Ragnarok, ninety five percent of the Asgardians are dead. Yeah. Oh, well, let's say ninety percent. They're dead by the end of this movie. Yeah. Immediately we go into Infinity War, and now he loses his brother right in front of him. May or may not still be dead, but for all intents and purposes, he's dead. Loses his best friend. <clears throat> loses his best friend. Mm-hmm. On top of that, loses more Asgardians. We don't know how many are left. Thor may be the official last Asgardian. Aside from that giant Dinklage. Uh, well, yeah, maybe. Well, well Valkyrie's out there still, too. We figured she got the ship. Okay. So, two. Two people. Two, maybe. Alright. So, and then on top of that, he comes down to Earth, and instead of hitting the head, he misses, and 50% of the entire population of the entire universe is dead. On him. On him. So he gets it pretty bad. He's probably gonna be you in a see dark shots spot. of Steve Rogers got the tears in his eyes, and you're like, "Yeah, dude, I, I hear you, I feel you." Thor's probably like drinking just giant piles of booze, just like I don't even fucking want to feel anything because this is horrible. He gets it bad. He gets it really bad. But he still had time to make a little joke in the trailer at the end. I don't know if that's a joke, more or less, just saying he likes this one. That's. It's no, I, I played got, for laughs, but he doesn't say it like it's a joke. I, I do like that scene at the end, though. I thought that was awesome. Amber just flies past her head, and she doesn't even flinch. 
Especially because she's doing the same power pose that she did almost the entire time in Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. which I thought was really cool. I think there was only one or two times where I was like, is this posturing or is this just her normal, like, like resting pose? But um, <clears throat> the little smirk she did at the end of that, too, I thought was awesome. Yeah. I was like, that's perfect. Yeah, I like that. Because if you didn't see Captain Marvel, but you saw that trailer, you had a pretty good idea of the kind of character we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Love the trailer, but that's it for me. Okay. They show anything else, that's it. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done with that. Just like. Also, uh, avoid. Toy spoilers. Oh, yeah, no. I'm already like <clears throat> Funko and Lego are putting shit out right now. They're revealing stuff like crazy. Yeah, it's no. It's pissing me off. Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't do the toy sto- uh, spoilers either, especially because... Those pops are the worst for them. The spoilers for uh, Infinity War, where they had the toy with Thor and his axe hammer, and I was like, fuck! Now I know he's got Stormbringer. They spoiled friggin', um... They did a, a Hulkbuster with Banner inside of it. Toy. Oh, yeah. See, I didn't know that. I, yeah. I stopped after that one. Although, I yeah. kind of lost... I, I, I don't know why I did it, but I did. I looked into the uh, recent toy spoiler for Spider-Man Far From Home, and they showed like a British-inspired costume. Okay, yeah, yeah. But I was like, I don't know if that's a spoiler per se. It's just a variant because he was in Britain. I think it's a variant. You know? Because he's already got three suits in the movie. Yeah. Not including that. Although, interesting story. Uh, one of the theories was that Far From Home actually occurs before Infinity War because they reference the school bus. Right. Right. So that could be then after getting back to New York. And then Infinity War happens and then all the other stuff happens. However, I'm immediately debunking it because the costume that he has through, I'm going to guess, a good chunk of Far From Home is the original Stark suit. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he upgrades to, well, he gets the stealth suit because his Stark suit gets destroyed. That's my theory on the plot. Okay. And then reverse engineers to get his black and red suit that he gets, which I guarantee you is going to be the climax suit that he wears. That's the last half hour of the movie where he's fighting Mysterio. Oh, yeah, he's fighting Mysterio. Yeah, he ain't a hero. So then for him to now go back to the Stark suit doesn't work. No, it doesn't. Also, if this is right before Endgame, actually, well, no, even then, like... I mean, it would kind of explain, though, why he didn't have any real spider sense in Homecoming. Doesn't really show it in Far From Home. Maybe maybe Nick Fury being with him. Maybe. He gets the training. We'll I, don't, see. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I agree, that scene where he walks in, the only thing I can see about that is that his spider sense didn't register Nick Fury as a threat because he wasn't a threat. Even though he's holding a gun and shoots his friend. Yeah, he shoots his friend. He's not a threat, though. That was my immediate thought. As soon as that trailer came out and I was watching it and that scene came out, I was like, they still don't get who fucking Spider-Man is. No, they get who he is, they don't understand his powers. Yeah. But this is Marvel Studios now. But at the same time, though, I've read enough Spider-Man and watched enough movies or even in Sam Raimi's movies, where they explicitly have the Spider-Sense, it's very inconsistent. It's very inconsistent, the Spider-Sense. I read a comment the other day where where they someone said, if there's any Marvel MCU movies that are bothering you, or the way characters are, try to keep in mind that these aren't the 616 characters, and they're a different version <clears throat> of the Ultimate Universe. Then you may like it more. And I was like, 
I kind of I get that. I can maybe like them more because of that. For the most part, I love the MCU movies. Oh yeah. But then there's parts mm-hmm. where it's just like. Mm, but see, the other part. Ragnarok's the big one for me. I always look back at like a lot of times. A lot of these characters are characters that I like but never really read tons of stretches of the comics. Right. Because right. they never really appealed to me. Yeah. Like, even now, I'm way, way a big... I'm more, I'm more a Captain America fan than I ever was in my entire life, but I rarely pick up the book. Yeah. Because the book doesn't continually speak to me. Okay? Like, even recently with Nick uh, Coates. Yeah. And uh, Lenio Francis Yu. Awesome. But not enough to keep me coming back for more. Yeah, I checked out one issue, and I, again, I, I don't think I could come back, though. Hell, even the, the Mark Wade Sammy, Sammy run yeah. was largely disappointing. It started off really good, and then they did this weird time travel thing where I was like, I literally just had Remender and Ramita Jr. do a time travel, or this one was a different dimension. But anyway, he was gone for a period of time, so I was like, ah, that's already kind of a retread. Mm-hmm. Like Captain America, I've I've loved my whole life because my dad read me his comics. Yeah, exactly. He's got old Cap comics, um, and I love those. They're old Jim Steranko ones. They're so good. Um, but as a collector myself, I've never really got into them besides that that first six issue run of Marvel Knights where they were dealing with nine eleven. That the entire Brubaker run. Uh, yeah, the Brubaker run is just is amazing. Absolutely incredible. But the Brubaker run, honestly, I feel like. It's the initial parts with Captain America is awesome, but it's literally just to get you to uh, Bucky. Mm-hmm. It's the whole purpose is to build up Steve Rogers, show you exactly why Steve Rogers is the definitive Captain America. Right. So that way, when they take him off the board and give you Bucky, Bucky Cap, and even in the run itself, he's constantly comparing himself. To Steve, and he's saying, oh, obviously, yeah. Steve would never do it this way, but I gotta be my own Captain America. And so, even he, like he's acknowledging, I'm not as good as he is, but I'm trying. And I thought that was a really cool part about it. It was, uh, I think it's why a lot of the uh, legacy characters don't work as well. It's like when Jean Paul Valley is brought in to be Batman, you go, ah, oh, man, because. He may have been really cool as Azrael, but there's no reason to ever think he's going to be as good as Bruce Wayne is. But when you bring in Dick Grayson, almost nobody blinks. Mm-hmm. Because you're like, yeah, okay, so he's going to be a different Batman. He may not be as good, and in some cases he may be better. Because even uh, Scott Snyder in his run... Or no, not Scott Snyder. There was an, uh, the initial run with uh, Mark Bagley on Batman where they actually have it so that Gordon is saying that the fellow police officers actually like this version because Gordon knows it's not Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. He knows it's the Robin character. Yeah. <laughs> but he's saying they like you more because you actually leave more of the crime scene untouched so that we can actually do our job. Things like that. Whereas if, they, if Brubaker didn't do that initial run, establishing how awesome Captain America was, and his Captain America was fucking great. Oh, so good, and that ties right into the Cap against Civil War, too, because they kind of tie together. Like, Captain America and Civil War is awesome. Yeah, oh yeah, 100%. Like, like but awesome. also, um, 
I even just love the fact, and I always say this, I love how uh, Brubaker's cap, they establish that he did kill in the war. Mm-hmm. He just didn't do it as much because he was the symbol of America. But the idea was, do you think he would have, how could he be in the war and not kill people? Right. You know what I mean? And even like, so that's why like when they sort, and MCU cap is very much Brubaker cap. Because they actually yeah. have him say things like, uh, like in, in in Civil War, uh, Cap says like, you know, like yeah, we did things in the war that were not. Oh no, in Winter Soldier, he goes, he's talking to to Fury about it being fear. Fury's like, yeah, I heard some of the stuff you guys did in World War Two, and he's just like, yeah, a lot of us compromised. We did things that we didn't necessarily want to do, but we did that so that you don't you don't have to. So he's not necessarily saying that he killed, but he's alluding to it heavily. And he's saying, yeah, I did. I'm not happy about it. I'm not proud of it. But I did it so that hopefully you guys would never have to do yeah. that. Now, this is worse than anything I ever saw in World War II. And I remember just being like, oh, this is so Brubaker's cap. Mm-hmm. You know? <clears throat> so I understand you have to, in some case, have a different perspective on these characters. Yes. Like even Spider-Man. Tom Holland Spider-Man or MCU Sony Spider-Man. I actually really, really like. I really do like the character himself, uh, and even like the Stark Jr. aspects. I do think actually work better. Like you couldn't have Sam Raimi Spider-Man jammed into MCU and then everyone go, "Oh, this is perfect. It works." It wouldn't work because we're operating with a Spider-Man that has no other superheroes around. Mm-hmm. We don't even reference Captain America in these movies, which you could have done and gotten away with it. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. They don't reference anything. So now you have a kid who's growing up as a, as a, a superpowered individual under the umbrella of Tony Stark and Captain America and all these other superheroes and gods and stuff like that. So, sure. I, I will never, ever acknowledge that the kid in to- uh, Iron Man 2 is... Spider-Man. I will never acknowledge that. <laughs> Even if Tom Holland himself is like, no, nah, mate, it's me. I'm the same one. I'm like, no, you're not. It's not you. <laughs> That's bullshit. It is bullshit. But I understand have, having to have a different mentality with some of these characters yeah. to uh, appreciate it. But even like uh, like Captain Marvel is a character I never really read ever. Even like the male Captain Marvel I never really read ever. So watching that movie... I didn't get to. I wasn't able to grill it as much because I wasn't like I don't know. Yeah. I've got fourteen different versions of this character, and five of them are my favorites. Yeah. You're not like any of them, you know. Like Doctor Strange, for instance. Doctor Strange in the movie is nothing like Doctor Strange in the comic books. No, nothing at all. Maybe now, maybe they starked him. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but same with Tony Stark. So it's like okay, I I think I'm getting easier to roll with these changes. A little bit more. Although if Spider-Man 2 is way more Tony Stark, I'll still just be like, okay, guys, lay off. Yeah. Lay off. This is enough. We're getting closer to the Ultimate Spider-Man, which they don't really have to tweak too much for him to be really, mm-hmm. really close to that, and that's going to be great. Because <laughs> Ultimate Spider-Man is awesome. So good. Another trailer that I saved for today, uh-huh. John Wick 3. Mmm. Oh, but I've watched it. I've watched it twice, and I'm not watching anymore. I saw that trailer uh, in front of Captain Marvel, right? Uh, no, I didn't see it in front of Captain Marvel. I watched the latest one today. 
Oh, I saw it in front of Captain Marvel. Ooh, lucky you. Lucky you. Holy shit. Oof. Oof. Although, I will say, one of the characters uh, says, there's only one way this can end. That's how I feel. I feel like there's only really one way that this can end. I mean, technically, two ways. But I really feel like the only way this ends is he dies. Because otherwise, he has to kill everybody and then go into hiding because it's impossible for him to kill everybody and this is john wick and i'm a huge john wick fan this is like right up there with the born trilogy it has the makings to be right up there what if we get surprise camera by matt damon born teams up he helps john wick win oh i'm waiting for the surprise carrie ann mosk uh cameo that'd be way cooler actually i'm You're literally right. like mm-hmm. waiting for that one because i would be like holy fuck I'd be in a theater like, yeah. Michelle, I swear to God, I called it. This is so awesome. <laughs> the whole like, John Wick thing is just Neo plugged into a machine. <laughs> I, I would hate that. I would hate that. Oh, so that's what happens when you take that pill. Yeah, <laughs> I would hate that, but I can't wait for that one. But that's going to be one of those ones where like, the last 20 minutes of the movie, I'm going to have that pit in my stomach where they're going to be like, Oof, how are they going to end this? Even though I'm saying they have to, I feel like they have to end it with him dying because then, there's really no ending to this. You know? Maybe. If he does die, I think it's going to be a situation <clears throat> where he kills everyone. But just dies from because, the damage because of that everything? he took. Which, okay. Like, I'm done here. I can go be with my wife now. Yeah? And I mean, that, that would be beautiful and fitting. Because even in the trailer, they go, you're doing all of this for a dog? And he's like, it's not just a dog. And you're like, well, no, because it's the last thing that he had from his wife. That was yeah. the last thing that he could have to actually remember her by. And that was taken away from him. So, yeah, no, mm-hmm. I, that would be a fitting way. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like uh, it almost kind of has to end like the crow uh, almost ended where he's uh, on like, the grave, right? resting on the grave. Yeah, so I like, was thinking that, too. That's you like know? right beside the grave. And I'm like, man, because... That's still like a powerful image for me where I'm just oh, like, yeah. he's just there. He's like, he's so tired. He's done. And then she gets, the, the girl gets kidnapped. And he's like, well, I, I'm not really done because top dollar is still alive. But, oof, you know, and you're like, fuck. So I feel like that's uh, that's it. So let's see. We've done Batman versus, uh, uh, versus the Ninja Turtles. We've covered Avengers Endgame. We've covered John Wick 3. Oh, okay. This is it. I think this is it. Stranger Things 3. Season 3. Saw the trailer today. It looks so good. I, you know what? Like, it looks so good. The easy answer is if you like the first two seasons, I feel like you're going to love the third season. But, like, man. It, I can already tell it's going to be darker than the first two. Because they're more mature now. And I think that is going to actually... Oh. The tone is going to be more mature. The with, last with, with bit reveal with what... I don't want to call it the Gorgon, but... Whatever, Whatever that new creature that is. is. Ugh. I know. God it looks, damn it. Oh, it looks awesome. So, as a Canadian, I'm celebrating July 4th this year. I know, I saw that thing and I was like, you're such a dork. You're such a huge dork. Yeah. <clears throat> but you're not celebrating July 4th. You're celebrating Stranger Things 3. That arrives July 4th. But you're not celebrating July 4th. I am, because July 4th is the day that gave me Stranger Things 3. Okay, alright. So, I come here... After July 4th, and don't talk about his fireworks display 
and his very pro-American celebration of July 4th, you are going to know that my buddy is full of fucking shit. Uh, but anyway, so Stranger Things 3 looked absolutely amazing. Yeah. I loved how they immediately talked about how they're older. So they're yeah. almost like saying, like, it's not, they're telling you it's not going to be the same. It can't be the same because they're older now. And, oh, man, they showed so much in that trailer that I'm just like, oh, this is going to be nuts. Yeah, that, One of them I'm has to die. One of them has to die. Um, and I think it's the fucking, uh, what's his name? Will. Will, the one that keeps going. Brought back something, you yeah. know? He, I feel like I feel he's like gonna it, have to it, die. it's leading like we think this is all Eleven. I think it, he's gonna be the key to everything. Eleven's gonna have to kill him, and then setting up for Stranger Things four, where everyone hates Eleven because she had to do that. You know, um, it looks great. Also looks great. Once upon a time in Hollywood. I haven't watched the trailer. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Oh, Tarantino is back. When did he leave? He's been around for a while. Yeah, but... Well, you know what? No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> I love Tarantino movies, but I'm not a Western fan. So, as much as I like Django in, in The Hateful Eight... Actually, I haven't watched Hateful Eight yet. I don't click with those two as much as I do Pulp Fiction and everything he did before that. And Glorious Bastards is still... Glorious like, Bastards is That's amazing. still... Like, Glorious Bastards I really like Django Unchained, but... Right? Like... And I, I still really like Pulp Fiction... But I also, I have never watched Reservoir Dogs. I know, that's sacrilegious. I've never I, watched I, it. Yeah, well, I've seen all of his movies. I, Reservoir Dogs is, if I would have watched it first, I might have liked it more, but I watched it right after Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I remember you telling me that, and then I think that's why that I waited so problem. long to uh, watch it, and then I just never got around to it. And then the Kill Bills, it. I love the Kill Bills. Kill Bills were awesome. The Kill Bills were so great. This looks so fun, though. But Inglorious Bastards is incredible, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Just incredible. Like, everything from top to bottom, it's just a great movie. Yeah. Uh, I think I've pretty much wrapped up all the... Oh, no. Hold on. Wait. Oh, so... Uh, what is it? Uh, Sekiro Never Die Twice? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been watching uh, the Rad Brad play this game. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a Souls game, so I'll probably never play it. Yeah. But it looks incredible. It looks it's a good punishingly game to, hard. Good game to watch and not play, right? It looks punishingly hard. Yeah. Like, when Will uh, actually says that he beat it, I'll probably drive to his house to shake his hand in person. Because it looks... Like, the Souls games in general are punishingly hard. Yeah. Okay. Punishingly hard. This one, if you're playing it like a normal Souls game, you're going to get beat the fuck harder. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah! That sounds like it's more of a parry system. It's more of a parry system than a uh, shield and dodge type of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. No thanks. Nope. I don't have the mental fortitude for that at all. Uh, so I, I, I can I can I can I whip out a couple things real quick? Of course you can. Okay. Of course, okay. it's your fucking house. We'll, we'll move quick with them. Though. I don't really okay. care. Okay. I'm not on a time crunch. First one. First one is apparently Matt Reeves the Batman will take place in a different era. How do you feel about that? Well, I thought we were talking about it's like a, not necessarily a year one, but kind of a year two. No different era though. What do you mean? Like maybe the fifties, the forties, olden day Gotham. Hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna have to see it. I'm gonna have to see it. I'm I, also, I always felt like an olden, an olden era, like 30-40 Superman movie would look awesome. Like yeah. Sky Captain and the World Tomorrow. I always thought they did that with Superman. That would look cool. If they would do that, it would have to be the Red Sun, though. Yes. Because that would just be incredible. Red Sun like that. Oh, oh that'd be so awesome. That'd be good. Um, 
Yeah, the only thing, though, I feel about that one is, like, because we kind of got that with the Batman Returns. Yeah, I'm kind of... Because it was kind of weirdly set, like... That was weird, right? It was weird that they had, like, this movie is clearly set in the 80s. Mm-hmm. This movie, even though it's a sequel, and acknowledges that it happened after the first one, yeah, looks like it's set in the fucking 40s. <laughs> yeah. Everything about it it's is strange. set in the 40s. It's Aesthetics, one. the clothes, the design, everything. Yeah. It looks great. Yeah. But it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. It's almost like, it's so weird that when you actually see, like, the TV screen in the Batmobile, you're you're like, oh yeah, that's right. It's actually like set. That's the only thing that really makes it like. Or the Batcave scenes where you're just like, oh, this is so. And it's not like they do like the Batcave like in the Batman the animated series because that's definitely set in a specific era. That is definitely set in that like forties and fifties, like where he came out type of thing, and they have a certain level of technology that Batman has that no one else has. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's just stark where you're just like, or when they make references to McDonald's and you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay. All right. I know. As a kid, but, I always liked Batman more than Batman Returns. But as an adult now, watching them again, I like Batman Returns more. I don't know what it is. I you, I dig that setting. Yeah. It just, plus it just, it looks really cool. Yeah. Plus, it's Batman in the snow. I know. Catwoman's awesome in it. Penguin's awesome in it. Everything Max is awesome. Shrek is awesome in it. Um, well, even the fact that it's actually a Batman movie. Yeah. With the villains as the supporting players, whereas Batman is actually a Joker movie with Batman as a supporting character. Yes. You know? True. And uh, you're just kind of like, ah. You don't notice it as a kid because you're just like, yeah, it's Batman. It's awesome. Yeah. But I remember... I remember I can't remember what age, but I remember rewatching it being like, oh, this is actually just a Joker movie. Mm-hmm. It's literally a Joker origin flick with Batman as the subplot. Yeah. You know? But anyway, um, <clears throat> even saying like it depends, like I'd have to see it. Uh, I feel like if that's the route they want to go, then do it like an animated movie and direct a video. Because it's just, that's too out there. But it's Elseworlds then, right? It's just like the new Joker movie. But even okay, but even then, so I'll use my wife as another example. So, uh, so even this Joker movie, she's like, so they're making a Joker movie, and I said, yeah. She goes, but not with Jared Leto, and I said, yeah, it's with Joaquin Phoenix. And the best part is, is he may or may not actually be the real Joker. And she's like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, as a, a fan of superheroes and comic books, yeah. Like you said, Elseworlds. If you say Elseworlds, DC fans will go, okay, all right. But I feel like the Elseworlds concept is an insane concept to try and do movies for. Because regular, normal viewers that you want, you want your core comic book fans, but you realize they're probably going to see this movie regardless. Mm -hmm. They're probably going to see it even if every single one of their comic book geek friends tell them it's a garbage movie. They're probably still going to watch this. You want other people to watch this you want normal viewers to watch this because your money won't be made by those guys your money is made by everybody else so if everybody else is going wait what if they don't understand the concept of the movie they're not going to see this movie and this movie's going to tank mm. so an elseworlds concept will work in a smaller setting like uh like the app if it's their streaming service then it works okay then yeah, it makes yeah. more sense to do it that way 
But as a movie... Because that's a niche yeah, market. Yeah. The DC guys, it's like the WWE app, you know? Like, those guys are going to pay for it. Like, I've sat through garbage pay-per-views. More garbage pay-per-views than I have in my entire life. But I'm paying a monthly subscription. I haven't dropped the sub- subscription yet because there's still a lot of good that I can get from it. Mm-hmm. Right? But I'm not the target market. The target market is the casual viewer. That's the target market. So, yeah... I don't, that, that's a dumb move. I think at this point now, what they're doing is they're, I think they're doing the same thing that uh, Michael Bay did with the Turtles where they said, yeah, they're aliens. And everyone freaked out and went, no, no, no. And then they went, they're Oh, so they're aliens. testing the water right now. They're going, let's see what people yeah. think about this. Yeah. And then we'll make They went, uh, it's a year one with a younger Batman. Most people went, okay, all right. Excuse me. Now they're going, it's potentially a different era Batman, possibly Elseworlds, and we'll see what happens. I think, ultimately, if they're smart, they're going to do a younger Batman, do a year two Batman, year three Batman. You know, have a younger-ish actor, like in his maybe late 20s to early 30s, Mm -hmm. who can anchor a new trilogy or a new franchise in general. If you want to do a new... uh, the other part that actually Michelle had said too, so but like it, she said, it doesn't make sense if you do a younger Batman if he's already been in Justice League, and he's already worked side by side with Superman and Wonder Woman. None of it makes sense, right? Because mm. this is where I was saying too, like this is where it's going to confuse casual people. There. Yeah, and also be frustrating for me too because again, like if you suddenly reference Justice League and Aquaman, right? Wonder Woman 2 gets a buy because she, it's set in the 80s, so they don't have to worry about any of that shit. Yeah, which apparently it's not being treated as a sequel to the first. It's being treated as like the old James Bond movies. How they weren't sequels to each other. They were just a new adventure with James Bond. I'm okay with that. I'm alright with that. So it's interesting, right? That's See, and that's, it almost seems like that's a smarter take to do, especially with the movies that they're doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also because, I mean, it's set in the 80s, yeah. right? Because now, again, like I said, they're not beholden to anything. Aquaman and Shazam aren't even beholden to anything, but they can choose to be or not to be, right? Mm-hmm. This, I feel like if they're going to do it, just almost fucking show Nightwing just to say he's the new young Batman. <laughs> You know what they should do? What I would do is I would follow the formula of the Spider-Man game with Batman. Yeah. Pretty much to a T, actually. How they introduce Miles? Well, there you go. You're introducing a Robin. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, It's almost like what they should do is show up with some form of payment to Ben Affleck and say, okay, the last time you're going to be Batman Bruce Wayne but the whole point of this movie is to introduce Dick Grayson and have him be Batman at the end of this movie do that and I think pretty much everyone will be happy I'd be so happy with that you know I'd be so happy with that but we're not going to get that no we're not going to get that so I I, now I no longer know how I feel about this Batman movie I'm not nearly as excited. I'm on the fence. I mean, like... I'm, I'm on the fence. It can go either way, for sure. 
if it wasn't Matt Reeves, I'd probably be more yep. hating on it. No, I agree. Like I agree. He's the one constant yeah. where I'm just like, I can still see this being really good. Yeah. But it's just, now it just seems so haphazard. Yeah. Like, fuck, if, okay, if, if you want to have that James Bond mentality for Wonder Woman, apply the James Bond mentality for Batman. Make yeah. a new Batman movie. Decide what you want to reference, what you don't want to reference. Okay. Cast a younger guy than Ben Affleck. Okay, perfect. Just don't have any actor or anyone else mention, hey, you're young. Mm-hmm. This is probably the first year or two that you've been Batman. Don't mention that. You know what I mean? Like, I've said for the longest time, since, actually, since the Nolan trilogy ended, that, like, we sh- why can't we do the James Bond? Why can't we apply the James Bond mentality to superhero movies? Yeah. I mean, we're literally on the cusp of the Avengers, or the MCU, being in a state of, we don't know what the fuck's happening. So we're potentially in a position where they will be forced to take the James Bond route because you're going to be looking at, well, when they bring back Captain America, if he does not make it through this movie, and I highly doubt that he will, but if he does, you're still going to have to recast him. James Bond it. Don't mention it. Don't make any mention to him being looking different in any way, shape, or form, or being slightly younger. Especially because Captain America, you can get away with that because of the super serial, super soldier serum, yep. right? Yep. But when they do eventually bring him back, it's not going to be Chris Evans. It's going to be someone else entirely. So again, James Bond, don't mention it. They are looking at the MCU's format. Even the MCU, even Disney's looking at this as this big, huge, like interlocked web of things when they don't have to do that now we're at a point where we can start treating these movies like the monthly comic books where if spider-man wants to reference the fact that he's in hell's kitchen and daredevil is fighting crime in hell's kitchen they can Mm -hmm. but if they choose not to nobody goes wait a minute you were swinging over hell's kitchen what about daredevil right and New York is interesting in the Marvel U because you have Spider-Man, you have Punisher, you have Doctor Strange, you have Daredevil, like I mentioned, you have the Fantastic Four. They all have their own monthly books. They 75% can all... of the X-Men now. They're just outside because it's Westchester. Yeah, but they're in New York all the time. Exactly. But so, you get my point. I mean, like, but there's still enough that's a lot. Yeah. that they can choose to reference all of it or none of it, and yeah. nobody complains. Why not do the same thing? Yeah. Uh, especially DC. DC is... Even now, they're still way overthinking this. They're way, they're making this way more complicated and difficult than they have Just to. Just make movies. Just make, uh, except don't make a movie about the Joker. Mm. Joker does not need to get a solo movie. No, because he's already had two movies. Not only that. Batman and Dark Knight. How many solo books has he had his entire career? Yeah. Only a handful. And they're miniseries. They're ran on. They're either one shots. They're miniseries. I think he may have had an ongoing in the late 70s, but it was a short run. Okay. You know? But, I mean, even Deathstroke had an ongoing at one point. Yeah. I think in the late Everybody does eventually. But, I mean, also, like, fucking pick a lane and stick to it. You want Jared Leto to be your Joker? Jared Leto's a phenomenal actor. Michelle has said the reason why she's, like, was into Suicide Squad was because... Jared Leto was a phenomenal actor. And while she wasn't necessarily the hugest fan of his Joker, she still was like, I would watch more with him in it. And I agree. Visually. He's a great actor. 
The tattoos and the grill was what killed it for me the most. Yeah. Other than that, he was Joker was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. I I liked his Joker. I wanted to see more of his Joker. Yeah. Uh, a period piece Batman would be great if it's an Elseworlds thing or like I said on the streaming app. Yeah. I don't think I have anything else to say about that. Okay. Or the state of the Marvel movies or anything else because like I said I'm excited. Oh, hold on, I'll say this real quick. Kind of disappointed we don't have a second Spider-Man trailer. Oh, I mean it's coming. Yeah. It'll likely be connected to Endgame. Once Endgame is out, then we'll see a trailer. You'll, you'll still see more, yeah. Yeah. But, right. uh, so, um, do you have anything else? Yeah, there's a couple of things, but uh, okay. I think we're... Okay. I'm in. Uh, quickly. Let's Ez- keep going. Ezra Miller rewriting the Flash screenplay with Grant Morrison. Yep. Nope. My thoughts. I love Grant Morrison. I love Ezra Miller. I, his portrayal of uh, Barry Allen in The Flash. Mm-hmm. I thought that was such a cool and distinct take. Especially because I really love Grant Gustin and that Flash show. Uh, and like I said, I love Grant Morrison. I love Grant Morrison. I have no desire to see this. Especially because the first thing I read Me was too. that it was going to be a dark and edgy take on yeah. it. Fuck no. this shit. No. Especially because his character worked because he wasn't dark and edgy. Yeah. In fact, he was actually like a shining beacon in comparison. Like He was... Better suited to be shoulder to shoulder with Superman and Wonder Woman, but his interplays with Batman, who's grim and dour, were great. It was refreshing. I enjoyed this. I have no desire for this one. Yeah. I don't think I don't even think this is gonna get off the ground. I don't I still don't think it will either. We're gonna get a recast of Flash. Yeah. Lastly, Oscar Isaac Assault Snake. Yeah. Hundred percent, I'm good. Hundred percent me too. I have no complaints about that. The director, Jordan uh, Roberts. Wants it, Oscar Isaac said, "I'll do it." He Jordan Roberts wants it so much that he got a graphic designer online to do an image of Oscar Isaac as Hulk. He didn't even have to. I've already pictured him. Yeah. Like, yep, we're yeah. good. We're good. The only thing that I am going to say about uh, any Metal Gear Solid movie, regardless of who's attached to it, yeah, uh, this has to be a bonkers Metal Gear Solid movie. This can't be Solid Snake doing uh, John Rambo in First Blood. Or in uh, First Blood 2, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay? It has to be... You have to have... It's got to keep all that same wackiness. It has to have the grounded, tactical, espionage shit that Metal Gear is known for. Mm -hmm. But also has to have... Bonkers, like Balkan Raven bullshit. Yeah. Or uh, the Great Ghost. Not the Great Ghost, but uh, well, the Ninja. Yeah. Just, it has to be fucking over the top. Great Fox, that's what I was trying Psycho to say. Psycho Mantis. Psycho Mantis, This is Metal Gear Solid. I want to see it as Shadow Moses. I want that cast of bad guys. I want, I want see, fucking giant mechs and I want clones and it's going to be crazy I want to see the sa- Psycho Mantis actually shut down the movie so that people in the theater go... Did the fucking... Can you imagine that? Did the projector just... <laughs> are you kidding me? Can you imagine or that? The whole theater a just... scene <laughs> of another movie suddenly shows up, so yeah. people are just like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. And then all of a sudden have, like, Snake kicking the crap out of Psycho Mantis and the movie takes over again? Like, I mean, I it'll never reproduce the uh, thing where you're just like, like, oh, fuck, when I played on the N64. Or no. Yeah, I played on the N64. Cube. GameCube. Or, yeah, GameCube. And instead of just swapping, I had to swap all of them. I had yeah. to continue to swap because he's like, ah, now you're in this one. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. I don't know. 
but yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it absolutely it, it doesn't have to be like a retread of any of the games at all, but it has to. Like, I have to walk out of that and go, man, because even Snake Eater, Snake Eater is the most grounded, the most realistic of the three, but we still had a guy who died and spoke to dead people to pass that along to the people that are alive. Mm-hmm. We still had the fear, who is a fucking borderline spider who is breaking his limbs so that he could climb like a fucking spider up things. We had a guy who uh, Kurabasa fucking lightning through nails in his fists when he punches you. It has to be still bonkers. Yeah. Grounded enough in realism so that the action uh, and the stakes feel real while at the same time just being like what the fuck? 100% agree. It doesn't necessarily, I don't know if how much of the philosophical aspects that they'll touch upon in these movies. Maybe if they do, I'll be thrilled. But they don't necessarily have to. But I want to walk out of it going like, man, that was awesome. As far as Oscar Isaac goes, he's one of my favorites. Yeah, I'm 100% down with that. Hey, Oscar Isaac has sold Snake. Let's do it. I'm in. I'm so I'm in. in. But I'm also, uh, I'm also like, I'll say this real quick. So I'm 100% in, but I want to say this real quickly. Uh... In the latest Star Wars movie, if it turns out that uh, Finn and Oscar Isaac's character Poe po, yep. aren't actual lovers by the end of this trilogy, I think that's an uh, opportunity wasted. Mm. Mm. Even though uh, Finn definitely hooks up with the Asian chick, I can't remember her name. Rose. Rose, yeah, by the end of uh, The Last Jedi. I thought was a really nice touch. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like it'd be really, it'd be really fucking progressive for those two to just hook up. I think Poe's gonna hook up with BB-8. It's gonna have some uh, weird bestiality. That's no, not bestiality. It's robo. Roboality. Rub rub. What it's uh. <sighs> Droid. A so, robosexual. Oh. From uh, Futurama. A <laughs> robosexual. They yeah. had an episode where. Po- yes, Poe's robosexual. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. There you go. There we go. You heard it here first from the Geek Pants Camcast. But as always, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for subscribing. And how do you subscribe? By hitting that like button on YouTube. That likes the video. You guys still click subscribe. Oh, yeah, that's right. You got to click the the bell for notifications. Mm -hmm. Yeah, comment. Just comment. Comment. Let us know what what, what you think of I Kill Giants. iTunes. Check us out on Spotify. Oh, SoundCloud, check us out on Facebook. I've already mentioned YouTube, but I'll say it again. Check us out on YouTube, and I'm missing one. Twitter and Instagram. Twitter, I'm missing two, and Instagram. We get around. Uh, Also, if you're in Thunder Bay, check us out. Mm -hmm. Literally, just come up and check us out. We do look really good in person. Oh, you got no idea. See you later. These pancakes are delicious.